It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. This is your Estate Planning Essentials podcast and radio program. And my name is Don Crawford, Jr., proud owner of KWAM Radio and co-host of this program, judiciously seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And I'm sitting with that protector, my co-host, my attorney, my friend, who should be at least your attorney, our Dallas estate planning expert, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Welcome to another program. Thank you for your expertise already uh, today before you even talk other than saying hello. Nice thing about this program, and the audience should know so they could peep in the windows here of the studios, is to know that Michael reads nothing. He never sits there. Anybody can read. And that's what I think a lot of programmers do. I don't think the Sean Hannity's of the world read. I think they just know this stuff. And Michael really knows this stuff, and that's why you're in great hands if you at least attend his next workshop on Saturday, April 15th at 10 o'clock or uh, through other means. But Michael is an expert with estate planning government assistance, so you need to attend that workshop, and we're going to talk about that soon. But before we do so, today, Michael, we want to talk about how to pay for care at home. It sounds really simple, but it isn't. Yeah, so... The problem is, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, the good news is that people are living longer, except for maybe COVID, it kind of reduced the uh, age expectancy or life expectancy uh, the last couple years. But generally, life expectancy is going, you know, people are living longer. And uh, as we hit our baby boomers, um, there'll be more and more people who need care and most people would prefer to have care at home. Mm-hmm. But, and, and it's such a common question. In fact, I had asked my receptionist at the office, uh, I said, uh, what are the most common questions that you get? And this was one of the most common questions. And I said, well, if this is one of the most common questions that you get, maybe we should address it on the radio show. Mm-hmm. So um, long-term, most people don't have adequate assets. Or, and cost of care is great and continues to rise. When you think about health care providers, the average, a lot of times it's $25 an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you need a lot of care, gee, that could add up in a hurry. Can you imagine how much if you live at home for a long period of time? Uh, let's say somebody had the beginnings of Alzheimer's. I know when even when my grandmother went into a nursing home at age 85. This is a long time ago when the average nursing home was only 5,000. And can you imagine what it would be for a care at home if, it was all, if the nursing home was 
Um, Goodness. It, it, it was, she lived for almost 13 years, so that was $780,000. And most people don't have that in their pocket. Mm-mm. So if you, so then you say, well, if I don't have it in my pocket, is there long-term care insurance? Oh, I thought Medicare would cover it. No, no. Unfortunately, very, very limited coverage. Sometimes they'll have some, uh, let's say, some rehab-type people, occupational therapists, physical therapists that come after, let's say, a surgery. But that's very limited coverage that you have through Medicare. Let's say somebody has that chronic illness. They have, um, uh, you know, uh, Alzheimer's or they have... A, uh, some other type of chronic illness, then how are you going to pay for that? Because unfortunately, uh, most people don't have the assets or do not have long-term care insurance. Mm. And by the way, they've even cut down on the amount of coverage on long-term care insurance. I saw a great policy uh, a week ago or so, and that was done prior to a lot of these companies going bankrupt. Uh, so a lot of places that sold long-term care insurance no longer sell it anymore because they, the actuaries gambled wrong. Mm. People were living longer than they expected. And so a lot of them said, uh-oh, this is too expensive. We're l- losing our risk. Right. Uh, so, uh, so uh, but most people, uh, so on the long-term care policy, there's different choices. A nursing home, assisted living, perhaps memory care, at-home coverage, So if you have that and it's adequate, and I say if it's adequate, because a lot of times you get these old policies, it's $50 a day. Well, what did I just say earlier in the broadcast? I said, well, it's now, let's say, $25 an hour. Right. So things change over time, and so you have to look and see uh, the amount of coverage that you have. A lot of times there's uh, you start off long, if it was when you're younger, uh, you may have uh, compounded inflation. As things go up, of course, things have been really going up lately, and it looks like they continue to go up. Uh, if you're a little bit older, let's say you're 70 years old, maybe it's simple inflation. Um, when you're older than that, maybe let's say you're closer to 80, well, you don't have any inflation figure at all because you're more like most people were, at least what I see, where they really decline is in their 80s. Uh, now, it could be like my wife's grandma, Gussie, who was okay till 107 and a half, mm-hmm. but, um, well, she was okay till she was about 104. Mm-hmm. That's when she started to climb. But Easy. she was driving until she was 96, and a lot of y'all may have seen her driving on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> can't miss it. Yeah, you can't miss her. Uh, okay. She was the one on the shoulder and whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, which is a true story, by the way. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the bottom line is that that as people age, they want to, uh, most people, I haven't really met many people who wanted to go into a nursing home or a facility. No. Most people would prefer to stay at home, but if they don't have long-term care insurance, so when you, can you buy that, by the way? Usually not up till about 80 or some may have a little bit longer, but bottom line is the older you get, the more expensive it gets, and people say, I can't afford it. Well, People can't afford long-term care insurance, so what ends up happening? How do you get the government to pay? Well, there's really only two types. Well, two types of governmental benefits are from two different governmental agencies. One is veterans' benefits, and the other is through Medicaid. On either case, they look at 
your financial situation. There's limits to what you could have. Um, on the veterans benefits one, you have to be homebound to be able. And by the way, the widow of a wartime veteran, and this is the wartime veteran. This is wartime veterans benefits. Um, doesn't mean you have to be serve overseas. You could have been a cook in Galveston, but the or the widow of a cook in Galveston. Mm-hmm. Wow could get veterans benefits. And even at home, usually it's typically more of somebody assisted living. They need two activities a day living. By the way, for veterans benefits, you can have roughly 150,000 of what's called countable resources. Your home doesn't count. Maybe a car doesn't count. But uh, but they look at your income and then you have to be paying somebody, a caregiver. Uh, otherwise, the income is considered uh, as a resource, sure. Uh, so, uh, so there could be some coverage, uh, limited coverage for veterans benefits, um, but the one that pays more would be Medicaid. Hmm. Medicaid. So they do have a program that called Star Plus. There's actually two programs. Uh, one is community attended services, where um, you really do have to have next to nothing. Uh, for Medicaid benefits, usually if you're single or married, it's just a few thousand dollars that you could have. And so, but the on that particular program, uh, your income, the person who's applying, uh, cannot have income that exceeds right now the cap is two thousand seven hundred forty-two dollars. But who's counting? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then you have to have limited resources. But there's no what they call look-back period for gifting. So. We may have, you know, in the past we've talked about nursing home Medicaid, five-year look-back period on the community attendant services one where they pay somebody to come to the house about 15 to 20 hours a week generally. So lighter stuff. It may not be that your level of care may not be that great. But if you have limited resources um, then and your income is low enough, even I say limited resources, really not an issue if you had more resources because there's no look-back period. Of course, if you apply for one of the other programs that cover more, then that look-back period of five years would be applicable. But on the Community Attended Services Program, there is no look-back period. Hmm. All right. So you can't back your way into the other programs. In fact, on the Star Plus Medicaid program, which it does give coverage at home, not only is there a five-year look-back period, but unlike the nursing home Medicaid program, you make any gift at all within five years, let's say $500, you're ineligible for five years. Wow. So you, to get this program, which pays 30 the state pays somebody to come to the house, one of these Medicaid managed care agencies, uh, to come, in Dallas, for example, there was, uh, I think the two were Superior and Molina. Mm-hmm. Although some people say, tell me that neither one of them are superior. Uh, <laughs> the the bottom line is that the state pays somebody to come to home, usually about up to about 35 or 40 hours a week, if they're bad enough to be in a nursing home, but they're at home. Hmm. Now, where did this come from, by the way? This is a waiver program that um, I don't know how many years it's been. But originally, when I, as I tell you, I'm an elder, elder law attorney, they didn't have this waiver program. I bet. And... People said, gee, most people want to stay at home. Well, the government said, well, nursing homes, um, we can dispense medication to a whole bunch of people at one spot. So it's cheaper for the state to have everybody in a nursing home. So we were somewhat biased to try to encourage people to go to nursing homes. 
But what happened was they said, well, gee, if we could come up with a cheaper way to save the state money, then let's give you this option. And so that's what's happened. They say if you're bad enough to be in a nursing home, so it's uh, just at least if you're married, it's at least one, one spouse. Uh, if you're bad enough to be in a nursing home, then we're going to, you know, if we stay to save the state money, then we'll give we'll pay somebody to come to the state. I mean, to the home. Mm-hmm. So the state pays. Uh, what happens is they give us some contracted rate to a Medicaid managed care agency, and they said you figure out how you're going to make a profit on the deal. Private aid, private. Places might be figure out a better way to save money than the state. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's what we've done. And not all states have this, by the way. It's every state has their own choices, and they do whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas does have this Star Plus waiver program, so it does help a lot of people. Now, in the height of COVID, the list for this was larger than I ever recall so if about a year or so ago, there were 25,000 people on the wait list mm. because people, nobody wanted to go to a nursing home. So um, the wait list was astronomical. I bet. Now, things have changed. Again, now uh, you get 35 to 40 hours a week, but there are some financial criterion as well uh, that we'll discuss in just a second. But now the, the list is only a fraction of that. Whereas we were telling people it may take at least a year or two before your name would came off the list, now you're talking about a few months at the most. Hmm. Now, because the list has gone down, people, COVID has kind of gone away. Well, we hope that it's gone away officially as of May 11th, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so here we are, and people are saying, okay, well— if they if they think they're bad enough, they need to they'll go in nursing. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, uh, when people were saying stuff to me, they said, "Oh, should I put my loved one in nursing?" I was, like, "I don't know. It doesn't sound too good to me." Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, "You probably should try to take care of them at home." Right. Nobody wanted to go at the beginning, and then we saw all the different, you know, people who got ill and sick or died, sure. uh, particularly in nursing homes, uh, as they have, you know, they're weaker and older and whatever. Yeah. So, uh, in any event, uh, now things have changed. Uh, and uh, it used to be, by the way, too, how to get off that list, just as, a, you know, you were talking uh, earlier about uh, falling. I don't know if this was on air or off the air, but you were talking about uh, on Wall Street how they said follow the money. Mm-hmm. Off the air. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, and the, the same, they had a different thing that was similar to what you were saying. Uh, money follows the person rule. Oh, yeah, you've said that in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you got somebody, let's say you had that long wait, which you don't really have as much a long wait now, it's really reduced. But if you had somebody with that long wait and you got them on a nursing home Medicaid program, then they could go, they could just go to the Star Plus Mo- uh, Medicaid program, which, which is a different program, mm-hmm. and they just get care at home. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so where was we? So, it used to be that would be more of a uh, option than it is today because now the the wait list is not as long. And again, why do we do this? Thirty five to forty hours a week plus medication. But what are the qualifications? All right. Now the good news is, the now you know each one of these programs has their own rules. I told you about 
for transfers on that community attendance services program that there's you can make any amount of transfer, but it's very limited coverage. And it didn't cover medications, 10, 15 hours. On this program, which is what people would prefer, mm-hmm. you make a transfer, it's five years of ineligibility if you make a small gift. Nursing home Medicaid program, by the way, um, if you're uh, – they do it differently. Again, an effort, the, the way they do it is they look at the average cost of a nursing home and divide it into the what's called uncompensated transfer. So the rules are different on each one of these programs in Texas. There's 109 Medicaid programs, each with their own rules. We're not going to go through all of them. I don't think we have the time today. Mm-hmm. So, But we'll go on the Star Plus because this is the one that most people are clamoring for, just like they clamor for KAAM coffee mugs. Yes, and on that note, <laughs> uh, we'll address that in a second. We won't address the coffee mugs, although that is what you do get if you attend Michael's next workshop. Uh, but more importantly, Michael might agree, might disagree with that. But more importantly is the expertise that Michael can provide regarding these different programs, care at home, uh, bank transfers, uh, transfer upon death, estate planning in general, government assistance. He knows it all. I strongly admonish you to make him your attorney. At the very least, attend his next workshop. That is set up, scheduled for Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock. And, Michael, tell them all about your workshops. Well, this is really not about me being the attorney, but I appreciate the comments. It's true. It's really about uh, learning something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a free estate planning essentials workshop, mm-hmm. and you get to ask whatever questions you want. It may be on public benefits that we're talking about today, or it could be on estate planning other issues or estate planning in connection with public benefits. Uh, or it could be just regular estate planning, wills and trust and powers of attorney. Uh, there's different types of things you could do. It depends on what you want to do to protect. But everybody has their own questions. I have mm-hmm. no idea what the questions are. We've been doing these workshops. We call them a workshop, not a seminar, because we want it to be interactive. We want you to be asking questions so that you can learn not only the answers to your question, but the questions of others. Uh, we, and we, you know, what happened was it, it became a popular thing. And we just start doing them at least every month, mm-hmm. if not quicker than that. Uh, and we ask people what they want to know, and you learn. Mm-hmm. And we write them down on a board, and we answer your questions as well as that of others. Uh, and that two free hours of uh, whatever your questions might be. Uh, we also have a presentation uh, as well, just to give something on the basics. Uh, but to attend. That free Estate Planning Essentials Workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com. I think you're going to enjoy it. You're going to learn something. You're going to have some fun. And you'll see that the two hours are going to fly by. Um, by the way, again, as it was also alluded to, I said uh, the other benefit, of course, which I always thought that was the main thing, the reason why people came up. I'm not positive, but I, I haven't done a poll yet, but is, that's is, that free KAAM coffee. Is necessary? Mug. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you love tarp on that. I think it's really very funny. Almost every show, you just think they're the greatest things in the whole world. Well, you do like them a little bit because you do give them away at the workshop for free. 
Yeah, I think somebody uh, asked for a case last time, but I'm not positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. said they like that. They like that KAAM thing. Is it God, Country, Texas, or something yes. like in that order? To, to that effect, but, always in that order. Um, and then if you attend the workshop, then you get a free vision meeting. It's an hour privately with Michael. Uh, that is, it's a two-step process that you have to attend the workshop to get the free vision meeting, and then you get an hour alone with him to address your individual circumstances privately. Um, to sign up for the workshop, again, which is Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock, dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Michael, about five minutes left. What can we address with care at home? Yeah, let me talk a little bit about assets uh, because it's important. The good news is on this particular program, especially if you're married, there, there's extra, you can protect more than if you went into a nursing home. So there's this formula, which it gets kind of complicated, but basically they look at your income. It's not what's called non-countable resource income, typically Social Security or pension. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. If you go in a nursing home, they have this limit of 3700 and the lower your income is, the more you can protect. So normally a maximum protected resource amount is $148,620, but you keep more. So let's say you're in a nursing home and your income was um, 3000 between the married couple. Then you can protect more than 148000 based on interest rates from a one-year CD. How much do I need to get $700 a month or more? Well, the income level for the Star Plus Medicaid program is over 5000 so that means that more people, if there was enough of a medical necessity for skilled care, would qualify without having to, quote-unquote, spin down your assets or even convert the assets into things that do not count because there's a higher limit to give the ability to expand. Uh, so that's important to note. Now, uh, if, you're at, if you're on this program at home, if the person who's ill uh, is income has income that exceeds the income cap, which is presently $2,742 a month, then we do the certain type of income trust. The extra over the 2742 in other words, the applicant can keep the first 2742 and of course the spouse would be able to keep their income. The excess over that 2742, you do a certain type of trust and you would basically pay for the care at home on the excess. Uh, now, it's a little bit different on the nursing home Medicaid rules. If the person's uh, in a nursing home, the income, well, it depends on the income of the spouse. Mm. If the income of the spouse, if there could be expan- expansion, in other words, keeping more than 148620 then there could be a diversion of income from the ill spouse to the well spouse. But if the income of the spouse, let's say alone, was $4,000 a month, there would be no expansion. There's different things you could do to change the nature of assets to where they do not count so the government pays for care, at either a home at home or in a nursing home. Uh, but... The bottom line, which gets kind of complicated because there's certain, well, some things are not complicated. You can always pay down a mortgage or uh, buy a new car, have one car, pre-need funeral. Um, there's different things that you can purchase that mm-hmm. do not count because the government encourages it. There's also certain types of 
uh, a certain type of annuity that doesn't count because it becomes an income stream, but not just any type. It has to comply with the Medicaid rules. So it gets a little bit more complicated, uh, but the good news is um, that you could have eligibility. So there's an income cap rules are different for community attendant services. The one that's 10 to 15 hours, you can't, the applicant cannot have income over that cap. If you're in the star plus, the excess over the cap goes to basically to pay for the caregivers. And the if you're in a nursing home, the income, well, either could go to the spouse or some would go to the, the nursing home depending on the what the income level is of the spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, on, we just talked about the transfer rules. On the transfer rules to on the community attendant services, no limit. On the Star Plus Medicaid program, just to give $500 is five years of ineligibility. Nursing home Medicaid uh, program, well, uh, the you, you look at the average cost of a nursing home, the state determines that, and divide that into the amount of the uncompensated transfer if done within five years. So rules are different. Each program's different. Makes sense. It's complicated. Um, like I said, Michael doesn't read anything. This is all straight from his head. Um, usually as it was just five minutes ago, typically preceded by his immeasurable humility as, an, as a person and as an attorney, saying that these workshops are free and they're just there to learn and ask questions and, and be on your merry way or go and um, see Michael privately for that vision meeting. Um, I strongly recommend you do both. And it starts on Saturday, April the 15th at 10 o'clock. Sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop by dialing 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com, and that's where they can download this program, right, and do the, and listen to the podcast? Yeah, you know, I haven't mentioned that in weeks, but we have all the programs on podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, if you want to hear this a little bit slower or uh, or, or hear about something else. Or share it with somebody. Or share it with somebody, mm-hmm. then, yeah, by all means, uh, the, we have podcasts of all of our shows on a wide variety of topics. It seems like we almost go through a different topic uh, almost every week, and we've been doing this for almost 10 years, and or over 10 years, and it seems hard to believe that there could be different topics each each time, but pretty much uh, covers a lot of different things. So, Which is great, because we need shepherds like you to make sure we don't make these mistakes. We don't do it ourselves. We don't listen to our neighbors. When you use the word share, well, you just tell somebody about something. No, share means just physically, technologically sending the podcast or the program to somebody else. That's what we mean by share. But if you want to really know what to do in your individual circumstance, attend that workshop on April the 15th at 10 o'clock. Michael Cohen, our expert on estate planning. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner, practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. 
a talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.